You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries. Think of what he did to come after you. Think of what he's doing today to arrest your soul, to save you from your own misery and your own defeat in sin. Oh, I'm bought with the price. First Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 20 says, For ye are bought with a price. There it is right there in the Bible. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. There are many people that don't realize just how precious they are in the eyes of God. While we were still sinners and enemies towards Him, He loved us. When God sent Jesus down to die on the cross for our sins, it was the greatest act of love. God gave His only Son for us. In today's message, Pastor Gary will be sharing more about the price that God paid to have us. It cost Jesus His life for us to be reconciled with the Father. If you need confidence today, know that God held nothing back to be with you. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Psalms chapter 72 as he continues his message, You're Special. The devil will mess with your mind. But I thought that I had thought such impure thoughts that God would not even forgive me and that I was bound for hell and there was not a thing I could do about it. Could you imagine the turmoil that that would put an 11-year-old child under? The grief of soul and heart and mind. It was a miserable existence for me. But I'm glad for the day that on September the 9th of 1990 when I heard the voice of God for the first time. That morning, my Sunday school teacher was teaching on the subject of knowing that you are saved by the grace of God. And she emphatically emphasized the importance that you better know that you know that you know that you know that you're saved. Well, I didn't know. I was confused. I was tormented by these thoughts as I've already expressed. But on that day, she had us do a little project. We had a little we was making our own bookmarks to hold our places in our Bible. And she gave us little indexed, you know, uh, pieces of paper, the size of a bookmark, the thickness of maybe an index card. And she gave us stickers to put on our cards. And keep in mind, I had been sitting under her teaching for weeks and she was teaching on John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. She was teaching on Romans where it said for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. And she was just pouring her soul over those scriptures and what it meant to be saved. And so the Holy Spirit had already uh, dumped a truckload of God's word into my heart and in my mind uh, as seed with which the Holy Ghost could work and bring me to conversion. So this morning, this, this particular morning, when she handed us those stickers to put on our bookmark, mine looked something like this. It was a prized ribbon, and it had the words on it, you're special. And you can believe what you want, but at that moment, the Holy Ghost opened my eyes to the love of God. And I recognized that God did love me. And that God would save me. Hallelujah. 
that morning, I realized that I was precious in the sight of God and that He would save even me. And that day I got my sin debt taken care of at the cross of Calvary. And I've never been the same since. And I have come to declare to you today that in the eyes of God, you are special in His sight. That He loves you. This word precious means valuable. It means causatively to make rare. It means to be prized. It also means to be appraised. Uh, you know what an appraisal is? An appraisal is that which you assess a value to. Oh, glory to God. The devil said I was worthless. The devil said I was hopeless. The devil said I was bound for hell. But God saw something that he could redeem with his blood. And he assessed a value to me that was worth him putting his own son's blood into as an investment to buy my wretched soul. And I think what Brother Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, just think of the value of a soul when both God and the devil are after it. And I'm telling you today that just as I heard the voice of God that day for myself, he speaks to all who come to him through faith and repentance that you are precious in the eyes of God. The word special can be defined as distinguished by some unusual quality. It also can be defined as that which is held in particular esteem. And the word precious uh, uh, can also be defined as highly esteemed or cherished. So we see here a connection between the word precious and the word special, which is the word esteemed. You see, God is the lifter up of your soul. God is the one who sees the value of your redeemed soul. And I realize that before Christ, I am nothing. I have nothing and I would never be anything. It's not so much the value of myself isolated in my sin, but it's the value of myself when I'm connected to my creator, to the redeemed blood of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you right now once he buys you you need to understand things pick up at your house amen i want to say this number one christ's blood is my blood look at the verse again verse 14 the last part says and precious shall their blood be in his sight You know, before Christ, my blood was polluted. Before Christ, my blood was tainted with sin. In fact, that's the condition of all of humanity. You are born and shapen in iniquity. And unless you are redeemed by the blood of Christ, you will die in polluted blood and spend a Christless eternity in an awful place called the lake of fire where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Somebody say amen. But I'm glad for the redeeming elements of the blood of Christ. For the Bible said in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 18, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious, there's that word precious again, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without 
without spot. I'm glad to announce to you today that his blood is now my blood because the day I got saved, there was a spiritual blood transfusion that took place in my heart and life. And I am no longer in my own sin. I am wrapped up in the grace of God. I'm sheltered beneath the cross of Christ. And I am safe from the wrath to come because my blood's been made pure by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, Christ's blood becomes your blood. That's why we use the phrase so often, plead the blood of Jesus over it. Amen. I'm telling you, when the devil comes up against you as the false accuser, you need to only plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. I'm ta- he'll put you in his court and he'll try to find you guilty before God Almighty. But if you're under the blood of Christ, you have been declared innocent. You have been declared righteous. You've been declared redeemed. And the devil cannot hold a pass against you that's been washed away by the blood of Jesus. Somebody say amen. You're special because Christ's blood is your blood when you become saved by his grace. Not only is Christ's blood my blood, but number two, I want to say this, uh, I am bought with a price. Verse 14 said that he shall redeem their soul. I love that word redeem. Can I tell you about it? Woo! The word redeem. According to the oriental law of kinship is to be the next of kin and as such to buy back a relative's property or to marry his widow. Are you familiar with the phrase the kinsman redeemer? In the book of Ruth, let me read you a little history about this. If an Israelite got into debt either to one of his own countrymen or to a foreigner and so sold his property or even himself. This kinsman redeemer law allowed a close relative the right to buy back that which was sold, thereby redeeming it for the family. Now in the story of Ruth, Boaz was one of Ruth's and Naomi's close relatives, a kinsman, if you will, one of the few people who could buy back or redeem their land and in so doing rescue Ruth and Naomi from the poverty that they faced. Amen. In the midst of Ruth's difficulties, in walked an unexpected hero, Mr. Boaz. Amen. Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, saw to it that Ruth returned home shouldering a bag heavy with barley and in so doing lightened the burden that she felt to provide. But that's not all that he did. He also invited her to share his food and water, to shelter in his protection, to partake in his harvest. He treated a foreigner like family, but he did more than that. Boaz bought back that which had been lost. He took the widowed Ruth as his wife. He accepted the role of the kinsman redeemer. And I want to tell you what Jesus did in my life. Whenever I was widowed, that is whenever I was isolated and found in poverty without a spiritual father as my overseer, Christ came 
to marry me. I have become a part of the bride of Christ because he loved me with an everlasting love. And now I'm a a blood-bought, born-again member of the body of Christ. And the Bible calls us the bride of Christ. You know what he did? He bought back what the devil robbed from us. Amen. The devil left you destitute. The devil left you hungry. The devil left you broken and ruined. And by the way, that's what sin wants to do in your life. That's what the devil wants to do in your life is rob from you everything God ever meant that was good for you. And the Bible says that every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variable and neither shadow of turning. And I have learned that if there's anything good in my life, it's from God. And if there's anything destructive in my life, it's from Satan. Don't get those two wires crossed. Amen. The devil is a liar. And I'm glad that my kinsman redeemer came my way, bought me with his blood, and he didn't just assume all of my debts. He paid them in full and took full control over the entire estate and manages and owns it. And I can rest at ease and kick back and relax in the presence of God, knowing that the work of God is finished. For Jesus cried on the cross of Calvary, it is finished. And the Bible says there is therefore a rest for the children of God. I no longer have to work hard to please God. I no longer have to work like a slave to hope that God will let my good outweigh my bad and get me into heaven. No, I'm redeemed. That means he owns me and I have every right to walk into the presence of God, not because of anything that I have done, but because I've been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus and he transferred all of his holiness and all of his righteousness and all of his wealth onto my account and I'm an heir and I'm a joint heir with Jesus and today I am redeemed by the kinsman redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Woo, hallelujah. I'm telling you, you are special. You are special. Think of what he did to come after you. Think of what he's doing today to arrest your soul, to save you from your own misery and your own defeat in sin. Oh, I'm bought with the price. First Corinthians chapter six and verse number 20 says, for ye are bought with a price. There it is right there in the Bible. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. It says again in chapter 7, same, same book, verse 23, you're bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. You know why I can't answer to you? It's not that I won't answer to you, it's that I can't. I don't have permission to answer to you. You're not my owner. Amen. Uh, when I was working as an office manager for my previous employer, there were many quote-unquote executive decisions that I had to make in his absence based on assumptions of what I think that he would want done whenever he couldn't be there to make the call. On one particular occasion, one of his vendors called me and asked me to send him some money. This was early on when I was still learning the ropes. I made the mistake of breaking protocol, and I learned later that there was a proper way for him to request money. It's called invoicing. Amen. I need that document, and I also need prior approval from the owner before I can write that check and send that off. Amen. And and I learned that day the importance of knowing who it was 
that was in charge. And I remember my boss man made this statement to me. You remember, I pay you, they don't. Amen. And so you do this the way I tell you to do it. I don't care how much they hoop and holler and how much they say we owe them. You don't do a thing for them unless I give you prior approval. And so it is in the kingdom of God. People can hoop and holler and get mad and place demands and place unrealistic expectations, all kinds of traditions of men and baggage on you, trying to get you to conform to the likeness of their religious ideology. But who owns you? Who bought you? Who do you take your orders from? I don't take my orders from an earthly headquarters. I take my orders straight from the top, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's the way we ought to be in the, in the house of God. That's the way we ought to be in the family of God, to know who we are and whose we are. And I don't answer to nobody but the Word of God. Amen. He bought me. He's in charge. I have been asked to do things in ways over the years of ministry that were anti-biblical. And you might as well just label me non-compliant if you're talking about men asking me to do things that are anti-biblical. But I'm in full compliance, so help me God with the leadership of the Holy Spirit as guided by the written Word of God. Amen. And if you have a problem with that, you have to take it up with Him. Because he gave me the orders. You didn't. Can I get an amen, church? That's right. And that's why churches are caving under pressure in society over all of these hot topic issues because they don't have enough backbone to remind the world and the devil whose kingdom they are of and who it is that bought them and who uh, caused the shots. Amen. I cannot rewrite this Bible to spare hurting your feelings. I've got to declare it and proclaim it and live by it and if need be, die by it. But the Word of God cannot be compromised. Because I'm bought. I don't even own myself. I am a servant of God, not a servant of men, and so are you if you are a child of God. All right, so not only has Christ's blood become my blood, not only, amen, not only is, uh, am I bought with the price, but number three and lastly, I want to say this, Christ's bounty is my bounty. Woo, glory. Psalm chapter 72 and verse 15 uh, also said, He shall live and to him shall be given of the gold of Sheba. Glory to God. That talks of royalty. That talks of wealth beyond compare. You want to know who the wealthiest person in existence is? His name's Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He is the wealthiest. Amen. That's exactly right. You know what's so precious about him? He doesn't use his wealth as power to step on the needy and the hopeless and to try to, he don't need, there is no competition. He doesn't have to do power grabs to stay at the top. He's always at the top. He evermore shall be at the top and nobody can pull him down from his throne. You can't, you didn't hire him. You can't fire him. Amen. You can't get rid of him. He is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. So what he does with his power and his wealth and his influence is goes to the lowly and lifts up the broken and the feeble and those are the cast down 
down, those who are rejected and scorned by men, uh, and this king, uh, amen, who has every right to keep his distance from the commoners, became a commoner and walked a mile in our shoes. What a king we have today. Lift up your heads, ye after everlasting gates, uh, and the king of glory shall come in. You want to know how to get God to show up on the scene? You start lifting him up. You start bragging on his name and talk about how high and lifted up he is. It won't be long and he'll walk right up into the midst of your situation and say, I believe I like that so much. I'll take care of that problem for you today. And if you brag on me a little more, we'll do a little more whipping on the devil. Can I get an amen, church? That's exactly right. Christ's bounty then becomes my bounty. You want Bible? Romans chapter 8. Verse 16, the Bible said, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and of children then heirs. You know what an heir does, don't you? An heir receives the inheritance. It says, Heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. See, we walk together, us and God. Amen. He, 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 he fellowships with you and you fellowship with him through the sufferings. But there's also coming a day, though weeping may endure for a night, joy cometh in the morning. And there'll be a glad day, honey, whenever you'll rest on the sweet banks of the chilly Jordan River, amen, and kick his sandals off for about a million years and enjoy and bask in the presence of God. And you'll be able to enjoy all the benefits and the wealth and the treasure at heaven's disposal because Jesus is sharing his wealth with sinful man through his redeemed blood. Mm-mm-mm. Paul goes on and says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Uh, you say it's looking rough, Brother Gary. I know it's looking rough, but just hang on a little bit longer. Amen? Because uh, it's fixing to get real good. Can I get an amen, church? Uh, because Christ's bounty is my bounty, and there's not a thing in the world the devil can do about it. That transaction uh, was complete and it was permanent and the devil cannot void the contract of heaven over my soul and I am bought and I'm secure and I thank God I'm redeemed and the God will have the last laugh in my life and the life of anybody that puts their faith in him. Somebody give God some glory. I wish I could adequately proclaim the goodness of God. I'm doing the best I can but I'm so frail at my efforts. But let me tell you something. He is all that and a whole lot more. <laughs> mm, let me bring this to a close. Chapter 72, back to our opening chapter. Now let me read you verse 17. His name shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him. You see that key phrase, in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the God, the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. Next time the devil tries to blame God for all the wrongs in your life, you quote him, Psalm chapter 72 and verse number 18, and you remind the devil, it is written, God only doeth wondrous things. Somebody say amen right there.
Verse 19, and blessed be his glorious name forever and let the whole earth be filled with his glory Amen and amen. Glory to God. I'm telling you today, you're special. I'm special. You're precious. I'm precious because he is special and because he is precious and he took interest in you and I. Woo! Glory to God. I'm glad he took an interest in me, aren't you? Song of Solomon chapter 6 and verse 3 said, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. I say of Jesus today, he is my beloved and I am his. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the Bible said we love him because he first loved us. Has it ever occurred to you that you were his first love? Mm. As so far as earthly men are concerned, you was his first love. No other creature of his did he uh, go through such great measures to have a relationship with uh, as created man in his fallen state. You are special. And I want to invite you, if you haven't done so, to give your heart and life to the one who's ready to buy you back from all of Satan's work and destruction in your life. You've been listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle. We're so glad you joined us today for this study in God's Word. Be sure to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss a new edition. This broadcast is part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more about it and Pastor Gary by visiting our website, GaryCottle.com. That's Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. We'd like to invite you to partner with us in sharing the good news of Jesus through this ministry. Would you join Pastor Gary in praying for those listening? Pray for ears to be open and hearts to be receptive to the truth and love found only in God. Please keep Pastor Gary in your prayers as well as he continues to seek God's direction in this ministry. Another way you can be a part of what we're doing is through financial gifts. All amounts are appreciated and useful. Please, prayerfully consider your involvement in this way. And if you feel led to give, you can mail a check to Gary Connell Ministries, 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. That's 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. Thank you for partnering with us, and thank you for listening today to True North.